I never know how to start these things. I, I never know how to start these things. Like, it's it's a weird thing. You, you want to start now, or you want to you want to do some weird shit, or what? What are, what are you into? Huh, what am I into? Yeah. Like as far as podcast quality, let's just get into it. Let's just talk. What weird shit you want to talk about? This nigga's eating dumpling soup. I thought was porridge. They look like porridge. Porridge, man. I don't know. What nigga just whips out porridge? Hey, man. I've been called a bear before. (laughs) All right. I have bear-like qualities. No, you snore like the motherfuckers, though. Oh shit! Real? For real? I snore loud, bro. Yo, bro. You, dude. My whole you you have my shirt like raising every time you fucking come. <laughs> like them cartoons. I love it a lot. Like I've been told I, I snore very loudly. I be worried. It's to the point I'm like niggas like you Where, choking? Do, do like, some do I uh, like, stop snoring sometimes? Yeah you do, which is weird. It's like no, it's like it's, it's a ritual. Every it's like Do I go like No, no, no. It's like I know you're out for a while when you're snoring. And then when you stop snoring, it's like alright, he has a good hour and thirty minutes till he gets up. You already got it on the clock. After I stop snoring, an hour and thirty minutes. It's later. about yeah, it's, a good, it's about a good hour and thirty minutes. He gets up. I know because when you snore, I'm like, all right, that's a perfect time to go jerk off. Ah, shit, that makes sense. <laughs> it, 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 it totally makes sense. I would, if I were you, I would do the same thing. That's crazy. For those of you wondering why he knows my snoring schedule or my sleeping schedule, it's because he's staying with me right now. This is Marlo Ray. How y'all doing, everybody? Yeah. Welcome to the show. If you don't know, it's called It's Been a Minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Doesn't matter how long it's been, it's been a minute. That's it. There there are many iterations to it. Choose whatever the hell you want, because I don't care. No, I don't. I don't care. I don't. How you been, man? I've been good. Actually, um, uh... I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, um, well, I'm not trying, I'm going to, you know, my whole money issue has been very low, so I haven't, uh, had the luxury of buying a whole lot of weed, which I usually do when I was, like, lucrative in money. How much weed were you buying a week? I'm not, not a week, I was an ounce person, I bought ounces. I know, but, like, how much per week were you going through? It was uh, like every two weeks is when I re-up. So every two weeks... You were going out. Like, yeah, like 260. Okay. That's not too bad. I've heard worse. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, that's the norm. But I get, I get it from my cousin, you know, so I get that family discount. Mm-hmm. All right. If y'all want some weed, hit up Marlo. No, cousin. no. <laughs> we're going to edit this shit out. <laughs> What's I'm not trying to incur- <laughs> This nigga, this name is Leroy, I mean, Leroy Jones. There That's you go. If you want to, if you want some good weed prices, hit up Leroy Jones. <laughs> you gonna Google that? He got some weed. Like, what the fuck? He's gonna hit up some random ass dude. Yeah, Leroy. Random- <laughs> <laughs> hey, I heard your cousin Marlo, motherfucker. Who? I'm not, nigga. Oh, man. Yeah, nah, nah, I don't. I smoke weed. I just don't like buying it. I don't know what it is. This is because I grew up. Not being able to do it all the time. It was like it was a bad thing for me growing up. Little did I know, the whole time my parents were getting high. They, they off, would always off tell of, me. Off of weed? Off of weed, yeah. Just weed? Smoke. Yeah. 
my dad uh, always told me don't do it in the house. My mom always told me don't smoke. But then I later I found out they were smoking the whole time. So I was just like, fuck it. Yeah, man. Like, my folks were, like, straight Christian. Like, my grandmother was a Christian person, but she wasn't as holy. Well, well I mean holy, just not as into it as my grandfather was. And that nigga would, ooh, man, when they found out I smoked weed, dude, that was a head case like a motherfucker. What happened? Mm. Well, they disown you? They were like, get out of my house, huh? you heathen. They threatened me with those type of things. I'm like, you're my grandparents. You can't just... just you're a sinner. Huh? No, not no, not that. They didn't go that far. But it was more no. of a... Like, they would... Uh, no, they would tell me how weed was like like just this, the consequences of smoking weed what do you mean like describing no like, like yeah like for example my grandfather would talk to me and he'd be like if you smoke weed it's gonna go down a line you're gonna smoke weed and you're gonna do crack and then you're gonna do heroin I'm like bro no <laughs> not, like I never smoked a joint I was like you know what I need some heroin after this I need something powerful you know what I would, some crack would be nice right now hell yeah <laughs> you know what this fucking joint is missing some fucking meth that's what this missing oh yeah like no crystal meth that's that's you know what after every time I smoke I'm like you know what I am too chill right now I need to mess this up with the methamphetamines <laughs> <laughs> I need to snort a line get this fucking weed out of my goddamn cocaine yep you know what they say but right before you drive, do a bump. Mm. But yeah, oh, wait, that's drinking. <laughs> that's some real shit. I didn't know that beforehand. Like, if you're really drunk and you don't think you're good enough to drive, just take a bump. Wait a couple minutes, you're fine. Yeah, cocaine's an upper, huh? I haven't done upper. Yeah, yeah. Don't do it though. Hell no. Nah. I hate. See, it's not even just the high and everything. What? Like what? What I don't like about coke, what just which just pushes me away from it, is the fact that you have to consistently do it. Like I know niggas that would just go to the bathroom every fifteen minutes, just you know, just take another hit, and I just <coughs> nah, let me smoke my joint. <coughs> let me be good for a good hour or two. Bless me, bless me, bless you, you heathen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Goddamn. So like, what they tell you? So after that. Your grandparents were just like, you gotta stop smoking weed. Fucking heathen. All right, what did yeah. you say? <laughs> you, you gotta stop smoking weed. All right? Did you stop or did you, like, you kept Nigga, doing it behind no. your back? No, I didn't stop. Of course you didn't. I, I know you. Tell me to stop smoking weed. Weed changed my life. For better or for worse? For better. How? I had no motivation. Like, I, like I, like I had no. Uh, I just had no urge to work mm-hmm. until I started smoking weed. It's all this shit is good. I need to get more of it. Let me get a job so I can buy some weed. God damn, you're the opposite. <laughs> That's the opposite of me. Once I started smoking weed, I was like, I ain't doing nothing else but this. No, I was like, I need more. I need to get as much money as I can so I can get this shit for myself. <laughs> you hear like a success story for weed shit? <laughs> smoking weed made my life get better. You can too. It did. It made me turn flat and sink into the couch like that commercial. I always thought that was stupid. I was like, she's not smoking weed. She's doing something else. Oh, yeah. That was heroin. I was like, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Those commercials, those dare commercials or whatever, it's just like, this is your brain and this is your brain on drugs. Bullshit. 
Oh fuck yeah! That whole that whole egg cracking. Yeah. So it was so much. Is you look back at it, that was crazy how some motherfuckers was convinced by that shit. It's crazy how the dare program scared people too. Oh fuck yeah! Like they they had this shit in school when I was a kid. I don't know why a lion is their mascot. I think that oh, whole. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember our mascot. I just know like we had like a dare program. Well, the Dare Program's mascot is a lion. It is? Oh, yeah. it show is, huh? Yeah, no, yeah. no, I think, yeah. But it was this other program. Like, I was in elementary when this happened. And these, like, <laughs> like globe trotter type of, ba- you know, they had, like, they were, like, it was basketball players, but they were strapped up, like, from head to toe. Well, they and, had like, guns? Power Rangers. Huh? What? What? They <laughs> 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 got guns. I don't know. You said they were strapped. I was like, oh shit. Are you smoking? How about now? Hell no. This is, not the fucking. Hey, smoke. Hey, this. we're going to teach you kids about guns awareness. <laughs> While you're high. <laughs> no, but like, they have this. Uh, got a whole tie room big. This is what happens when you smoke weed. Whatever, teach you, bitch. I love that shit. Okay, so they were strapped up. They have what? Like, Alright, they were like they were strapped up in like Power Ranger onesies. Like it was like a blue a blue basketball player or a red one, yellow, black, and they were and then Oh, like, they were color coordinated. Yeah, color coordinated. And then yeah. they were, uh and then um they were jumping on this uh they had this trampoline because this took place in the gym and they would just do stunts on the trampoline like flips and dunk on the basketball goal and all that shit. Oh no shit. Mm-hmm. Was it cool? No, it was pretty cool. It, did I didn't it, give did, a fuck about yeah. drugs. I was like, I was gonna <laughs> say, did it make you want to stop no. doing drugs? <laughs> oh, like shit. Let me just. You I know what would make this better? Weed. <laughs> Word. Bad <laughs> some shrimp. That shit. Ooh, man. Shit, watching them like jump around on acid and shit. That would be tight. They'd be crazy. They're all like you said, color coded. So it was yeah. like, a mixture of colors just blurred. I don't know, that's why, like, uh... Bunch of pastels with basketballs doing flips. That's some crazy shit. I never had that. Like, uh, when I grew up, all they did was just show us a PowerPoint presentation of the drugs and a a photo of a guy that was on it. It's like, oh, if you do this drug, you're going to look like this. And that was it. That's all they did to us. (laughs) I I went to a shitty fucking high school, so... (laughs) And middle school. Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> Shout out Ollie Middle School <laughs> Teaching me about drugs Didn't stop me Cause I started smoking weed in middle school <laughs> It was wild Be funny Like you smoke weed You look like this It's like a picture of Enrique <laughs> <laughs> No that's cocaine <laughs> Like oh Yo, shit <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Enrique Chacon. He's <laughs> <laughs> been on the podcast a couple times. Good friend. I don't know, man. Like, I like smoking weed. It's just sometimes, like, depending on the strain, it fucks me up. If it's sativa, I, I get all anxious and shit. Where I love sativa. Sativa, like, I can't, I can't do it sometimes. I love it, man, because they don't put me out. In it, because bro, I be, oh my god, it's See, I could so do hard it. for me to stay up. Like, I'll, I'll pass the fuck out whatever I'm at on Indica. Well, I'm naturally like a hyper dude because I have like ADD undiagnosed or whatever. So I'm always like moving around, shaking my legs and stuff like that. And I'm like hyper 
So the indica just slows me down a little bit and it makes me feel, you know, chill. And I like that. I don't like the sativa because it puts me in overdrive. And I just start, my mind just starts racing fast. And I just start thinking about shit and it just doesn't stop. Mm, nah, I, I love that, man. I love I love the fucking, just the rapid fire that sativa gives me. That thinking, I love, I love it. Well, see, since I have that rapid fire naturally, when I smoke indica, it just makes me put it all together better. Mm. It just slows everything down and I can actually like process things. Like I've had many like epiphanies like the day after smoking. Like I just wake up and I'm like, oh shit. So that's how I figured that out. Like there've been many times like that for me. Even drinking too. I just just wake up the next day and I just figure something out. Oh, so that's how you, is that how you get your jokes, your inspiration? Nah. Your material? (laughs) Nah, man. The way I write jokes sometimes is different. Like, uh, I could just write jokes naturally, like, set up punch and stuff like that. But, like, for the personal stuff, there are actual stories that happen to me in my life. Like, uh, the acid joke that I have with my roommate having sex in the next room, that actually happened. I was high on acid, and my roommate was having sex, but the rest of that joke didn't actually happen. It was just me fucking freaking out and just listening to them have sex and like, oh, shit, is this my life right now? (laughs) Like, it was the worst. And I stayed up for the you next... You listened to your parents having sex? No, my roommate. Your roommate? Oh. My roommate having sex, yeah. So it was my sister's best friend. That okay, was my I roommate. Was your parents' best friend. What the fuck? Nah, nah. I, I heard that a whole lot. Nah, I would have been jacking off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but yeah. Dad, like, get it? But the problem with like acid, like, because the whole story, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the whole story. So... There was a festival at Secret Group. It was called Come and Take It. I was working there. And Dave Chappelle was there. It was the same night Dave Chappelle showed up. And this was and this was in the box. This was... No, the first... Okay, so he showed up, went to the box, right? I've told this story many times, but I don't know if I told I remember, it on this. I remember you okay. telling me before, but I thought it was... A, I, I don't think I've told it on one. the podcast, though. Okay. I think I told it on another one. So, I used to be a door guy at a comedy club, right? And... Uh, it was a Saturday night. It was the last day of the festival, and people were just leaving the box, right? People were leaving the room. It was emptying out, and I see this guy walking down the street, and he looked like he had raggedy clothes on. He had a beanie on, and he was just like walking to me all smooth and shit, and I was just like, who the fuck is this homeless guy? But the moment he got closer, I could see his face, and I was like, oh shit, that's Dave Chappelle. And I was like, how you doing, Mr. Chappelle? Do you need anything? That out of this? Then the managers run aside. Where the uh, the main room is, not the main room, the showroom. So they, they called him over, he went through the back, he went through the side, and then he showed up in the back door of the box, right? The moment he showed up, everybody starts whispering. Say, oh, that's Dave Chappelle. Look over there. Da, da, da. They start whispering loud. And then Mo Ammer goes on stage. And if anybody knows, Mo Ammer opens for Dave Chappelle, right? So if you see Mo Ammer in Houston, Dave Chappelle ain't that far off. Mm-hmm. So he goes on stage. He's trying to do jokes, but nobody's listening. Nobody's laughing at all. They're just like, they so know. Get the fuck out the stage Basically, and put this nigga out. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like that. So after like five minutes, he was just like, all right, I know what you guys are here for. Everybody give it up for the great, the legend, Dave Chappelle. <sighs> Whole room is erupting, and it's packed. It's like elbow to elbow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure people are like texting. like Yo, yo. In 15 minutes, it was almost empty. 15 minutes later, boom, packed. Dave Chappelle's on stage. You can't see shit. Everybody's like, awkward. this was before COVID too. So everybody was just close together, just breathing on each other, coughing and shit. 
And like Dishbo goes on stage and he does some jokes from uh, the Bird Revelation. He does some jokes off of there. He's he's killing, and uh, he gets off stage. Everybody leaves, but then he goes to the showroom again, the big room, and there's there was already a instrument set up from the band earlier because it was a comedy band, and they start playing music. Dave Chappelle is like singing. He's doing karaoke with them, and he's singing "Killing Killing Me Softly," right? Mm-hmm. And while he's singing that, the the singer for the band is trying to back him up on vocals, and he's like, "Strumming my pain." And then the moment he does that, Dave Chappelle is like, "Shut the fuck up, man! Let me do my thing." <laughs> and the dude just fucking drops the mic. He puts it on the stage. He just walks away. I was like, "Holy shit!" So then, wait, 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 <laughs> yo. That's some real shit. He actually said that. Wait, so some dude was trying to get on the mic with them? And back him up on vocals for the oh. song, yeah. And he was just like, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> Let me do my thing. <laughs> it was wild. And then all the comics that were in there, they were dancing and partying and shit. And it was a good time. Everybody was drinking. Then he went back to the box after that and he did another 45 minutes just for the comics and the people that worked there. And he was just giving life advice, talking about the business, how to make it, this, this, and that. It was a crazy night. But then after all that ended, uh, they leave. I get back on stage in the box. I grab the mic, and I just say, thank you, and unhook it. So I was the last person who talked on that microphone before Dave Chappelle. <laughs> after Dave Chappelle. I was, uh, that's always going to be a memory in my head. I, was, uh, I touched the same mic that Chappelle touched. I was just like, God damn. That's great. Is it going to rub off? I'm taking this mic home. Where do you think I got that mic? I'm just kidding. But like, after that, we're cleaning up. Everybody was messed up, faded, right? And somebody's uh, edible dropped out of their pocket and I saw it on the ground. But it was half opened. But I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to take it anyways. Because I thought it was a weed edible. So I I just threw it in my mouth and I was just like, cool. When I get home... Yeah, I was like... When I get home, I'm going to feel really good and I'll be able to go to sleep or whatever, right? Clean up, go home like an hour or two later. I'm sitting in my bed and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? I thought this weed edible would have hit earlier. Like, what's going on right now? Then I start seeing like these images and cartoons and shit. And I was that's the moment because I've, I've been on acid before. Once I saw the images and shit and I knew what the fuck was going on and I just saw explosions... I was just like, ah, oh, I fucked up. That was acid. And when once I realized that, I was like, I'm going to be up for the next 10 to 12 hours. And you were? And I was. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to sleep on acid? No, I haven't taken acid before. It's fucking difficult. No, you got to, if you're going to do acid, you need to take the whole day off. Like, you got to plan that shit. He was like, okay, at 12 o'clock, I'm going to take this. At fucking, uh... At like 8 p.m., we're going to go do this, and at this time, we're going to go do that. you got to have activities, or you just stay home and don't don't leave the house, because it's going to be wild. You're going to see some shit, because acid is way stronger than mushrooms, because mm. it's a chemical. Mm-hmm. So, it just depends on what you do. But I took, the shit that I took, the last time was that big. They usually give you like small little like uh, strips of paper, you put it on your tongue, and you wait until it dissolves. And then you get, like, then you start tripping out after that. But I took a whole little thing of, it was an edible that was this big. That's a lot of acid, dude. (laughs) That's a lot of fucking acid. (laughs) Man, dude, like, yeah, I've never done acid, but 
from what people have told me was it's like more in the head where shrooms is you you feel it more like it's more emotional so to speak I guess yeah I, and I and I that's what I like about shrooms. acid's more visual visual yeah visually like you start thinking about it and then you start seeing colors and stuff like that but yeah when I'm on shrooms I feel different like I start feeling more too it's yeah. not it's not like ecstasy though Mm, yes, I haven't done ecstasy either, but I love I love the feeling that shrooms get, just that feel sensation. I'm just I feel more connected with everything. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I feel I feel the same way. I mean, we took shrooms the other that day. Was, that was just one gram, though, bro. Like in order to get me like to that like dopey stage, I need four, like four or, or an eighth at the very at the very least. Okay. There we but go. Then, this nigga was bragging like you got some shit in your in your. Chuchu was bragging. He was just like, uh, yeah, he was just like, that shit was supposed to be the fucking like hard ass shit, but like, it, you know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't. <laughs> and he was just like, oh, bro, you're gonna get fucked up off this. He gave us like half yeah. a stem. I was just like, this is gonna fuck me up. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, this is, nah, I just know like when I'm whenever I take shrooms, it's, it's a whole three point. Get you closer. Oh, yeah, yeah. so hold 3.5. 3.5, yeah. Eighth, yeah. Eighth or higher, I can't. I'm not taking any less. Any less is just useless to me. I, man. Okay, so let me ask. Don't be wrong, if somebody just offered me just some free shit and taking that shit. Of course. You're gonna <laughs> that. Be, you, just, you would cry like your stomach was hurting, man. Huh? No, it was just, yeah, just, I haven't really eaten that day. And, and when I always take shrooms, it always upsets my stomach. But it's the fuck. The first time I took shrooms was like a chocolate bar. Really? Yeah, that didn't really have. I, I felt it a little bit in my stomach, but since it was a chocolate bar, I wasn't actually grossed out by it. It really, it didn't really harm my stomach. But it's just the actual mushroom itself. Like it's so gross. <laughs> Not, no, I've heard that. I've heard like you gotta eat something while you're taking shrooms because it's just terrible. Yeah, and it just fucks with my stomach. I just need. I, I mean, need it is it. a fungus that grows on the ground, so mm. I, it I wouldn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, your body seems like your body's like nigga. You're not supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, you're, I, I think your body was like that because you, you had your head down. You were just like, oh, your body was. Oh like, no, yeah, yeah. I had, no, I couldn't move. I had to stay like that for a good while until I felt better. It was like your body, like your stomach was uh, in a chrysalis, like you were a caterpillar, and then right when it went away, you were like, ah. Oh. Bro, no, nah, it just felt, it legit felt like my body, like, closed the door in the shrooms. And it was like, it was like, you can't come in, you better get the, you just keep trying to kick Damn. Out. So I just kept feeling like, bro, just, I'm going to barf, because they keep kicking them out. Oh, so you were holding it down, like you were holding that in, like you did, you, you were going to throw up, but you were just like, nah, I'm good. No, nah, like, like. If I had to get a percentage, I was probably, it was probably like a twenty five percent feeling of going to throw up. Like I didn't like feel like oh my god I'm going to throw up. It was just more I got that feeling. Like if I if I kept on moving around and I was going to, so I was like I'm just going to sit still, let my stomach calm down because I know my body. I know how my body works. Yeah, and I, yeah. And after a good like forty five minutes, I was straight. Yeah, I was drunk as shit before I took the shrooms and I just ate it and swallowed it and I was just like I'm good. <laughs> this is this is what happened. No biggie. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm fat, so <laughs> I I didn't throw up. I think I'm I'm good. <laughs> That's crazy, man. So I want to ask, how is it living with me? It was it's chill. I enjoyed it so far, most because of PlayStation. 
Oh yeah, yeah. The first thing you did, the first thing you did, I was like, "Oh, you got PlayStation?" You sat down on the chair and turned that shit on, and I was just like, "This motherfucker." Bro, he doesn't even play. Someone needs to make use of that bitch. He's gonna collect dust and just die. I was playing it, but you know what happened? What happened? Somebody else plays it when I want to now. You been playing? You can go ahead. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, man. Um, it's your PlayStation. I, I'm not trying to take over. It is. Either. It is my PlayStation, but. Like nigga, get off PlayStation. Oh, alright. Sorry, master set. Uh, let me <coughs> let me pause this real quick. Alright, so am I a bad roommate? No, that's what I want to know. You're a terrific roommate, man. Like, I couldn't ask more from you, bro. You, you, you treated me so well. I don't know. It's crazy, man. Like I haven't lived with somebody in a while, and it's like I remember you. You live with family, right? You grew up with family in the same house. Uh, I was raised as an only child, but for the most part, I had my my I would have my cousins come over and they'll spend the night. So. Oh, just spend the night. Nah, I see. I live with a brother and sister, so we used to fight all the time. Oh no, nah, see, I didn't. Yeah. See, yeah, it's it's a, it's a different feeling when you have uh, that type of family connection. But like, my family doesn't give a fuck. So I told you this before. My sister used to just take my stuff without asking and then break it. And not even tell me sometimes. It would just piss me off. Uh, um, my little cousin, uh, he was five years younger than me, but he was probably... If, I, if there was an annoyance to me and my family, it was him. Like, we would go back and forth. He would always want to fucking play my game. And I was stingy. I was like, no, you ain't even play my shit. You're going to delete my fucking character, yada, yada, yada. Was he younger than you? Yeah, five years younger. Five years younger? Mm-hmm. Okay, so how old were you when, when that happened? I was like, oh, can I play your game, cuz? Well, no, I was, it was more like when I was like... When I hit like 10, he was like five. five. Yeah, oh, shit. You know what I would do with my little brother? Uh, if I was playing on like Xbox or PlayStation or something and he wanted to play, I would just give him the control and not connect it at all and just act like he was playing with me. Oh, that worked for like the first two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that worked, that worked for a minute. <laughs> After, you know, they get smart and like, bro, you know. Yeah, I know what you do. There's one on. person on the screen. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> The, the one thing that pissed me off though is when my brother got older and he start, he was playing way more games than me and he started beating me. That's the moment I quit. I was just like, you know what? Game is not for me anymore. No oh, man, I was I, I can play games since I can remember, man. I started off on the Dreamcast, Nintendo, then the Dreamcast, and then PlayStation, you know. So what 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 Nintendo what? Super Nintendo? Sixty four. Sixty four? Mm-hmm. Damn, I am way older than you. I started on the Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo? Actually, what the fuck did that look like? I forgot what this Super Nintendo. It was like a square box and it had purple, like nodules and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, but then there was another one. The there was a Super Nintendo and then I, I forgot. I think this is regular Nintendo because it was it was a box, but then you had to pull it up and then you put the cartridge in and you close it. Man, I remember so it was like that. a piece of crap. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It was fun. That's where the original Super Mario Brothers was on. It was fun. And in Super Mario World, that's what I played on Super Nintendo. I played Nintendo 64. And I went on the PlayStation, PlayStation 2. Then I moved to Xbox, Xbox 360. Then after that, PlayStation 4. I never bought a PlayStation 3. I just I just went all the way to up to 4 and that was it. Oh, so you, you was like 1, 2, 4? Yeah. Because oh, okay. when I got the PlayStation 2, then the Xbox came out. And then mm. the Xbox 360. Then that's what I was playing the whole time. Oh, man. Yeah, the Xbox. That's probably where I have... The most games ever was on the first Xbox. Cause it was just 
They on. It was dude dropping that shit like flies, man. Like there was a shit ton of games. They don't make like a whole lot of like just individual games because studios are like studios are like you know movie studios, but they're like high budget now. Gaming now, is, yeah, yeah. Gaming is considered a fucking sport now. Like the esports, esports shit is yeah. fucking crazy. You can make money off of this. That's what I'm saying. That shit is crazy, bro. They got million dollar deals. Million dollar deals. Just for sitting on your ass and pressing some sticks and buttons. Like, I'm going to be raw, though, but like them Call of Duty people. Oh, man. I can't. I can't do that shit. I used to play Call of Duty back in the day. Like, I had a whole group and stuff. And we used to, like, fuck around. We did game battles. I don't know if you know what that is. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. My cousin did game battles. Yeah. Like, it was fun for a minute, but those guys are too damn competitive. Man, no. Yeah. My, yeah. I, I love it though, but my cousin he was straight. He was straight game battles. He would do that shit. He would get. He would like. They would bet money on that shit. They would get paid for doing. Yeah, that. I know. Yeah, and uh, dude, yeah, I was. I I just I just didn't have the passion to get into game battles, but I was just as like competitive as my cousin was. Yeah, like I I played for a, a minute. I got good at it. I just wasn't. It wasn't the thing that I wanted to do. Man, I didn't even know. Just I I just didn't know where to start. Like, you know what I'm saying? I would love to fucking. But like like PewDiePie and shit, how he just makes money off of just YouTube himself. That's gaming. easy. All you get, uh, you build a computer, then you get a game capture card, and then you can just connect it to the PlayStation or the Xbox, and then record the games, and then separately the microphone, you record that, splice it together. Yeah, and I, know how to do, I know how to do all that stuff now. Yeah, but it was just talking. About, I'm just talking about back then. Like, oh, was, back then it was way harder. Yeah, yeah it was when it was fresh. You didn't know because nobody knew what the fuck. Exactly. Yeah. There was no YouTube for that shit. I mean, there was YouTube. I think it was like 2007. Seven. Yeah, yeah, there was YouTube back then. Right? It was YouTube. Like I remember, PewDiePie was one of the first ones. Seenanners. Uh, I remember that one. That guy. Like there was a couple people that I was watching back in the day. Like instead of playing the games, I just started watching people play games. That was a weird thing. Uh, no, no. It was. I, don't, I would only do that if I was like stuck on like a level or something. But I would never. I, I got bored. No, there's there's a lot of let's players. Like, oh yeah, kids yeah. kids nowadays just watch like this. Uh, who's the last guy? Jack Septicai. Jack Septicai. Yeah, he's an Irish dude. Kind of. What do you play? Like the Wii or something? Uh, he plays a lot of stuff. Last time I saw him, he was playing Minecraft. That was mm-hmm. a big thing. But like, it's, it's weird. Just like PewDiePie. PewDiePie got huge because of kids. Little kids love watching him. Yeah, man. Uh, uh. Bro, that nigga used to run a hot dog stand. Who? PewDiePie. Used to run a hot dog stand? Yeah, before he did his shit, he was he, like, he was just like, fuck it, I don't want to do this no more. And he just did his old gaming thing. Yeah, I would do that too. <laughs> <laughs> fuck selling hot dogs. <laughs> That's how you started, bro. The nigga, the nigga used to sell hot dogs, fam. God damn. This is a rags to riches story yeah. right there. I like most of <laughs> but I would think, like, all right, how much was you making? Like, because obviously he's not from America. Nah. So, like, how, was you, how much would you make, like, make a living from doing hot dogs? I'm pretty sure his family probably had, like, some money left, though. He looks like the type. Yeah, he's, I mean, first off, he's foreign and he's white. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> Let me see, PewDiePie. Swedish. Swedish. He's yeah. Swedish. So yeah, in Sweden, life is so much better. You got free health care. You got a lot of stuff. It's so crazy. Yeah, you don't have to worry about none of that stuff. How am I going to pay my... I'm going to do... I think it could be a lucrative business, but it's just a lot of hard work. What, hot dogs? Yeah, selling hot dogs, yeah. 
Having a hot dog stand? Hell yeah, you have to work. Nah, bro, you probably have to work day and night. Just, I just commend, I commend those who are hot dog salesmen. Like that's that's gotta be a hard job. I look at them as stupid. What? No, this, <laughs> I'm just fucking right. You hear that? If you guys sell hot dogs, do not sell to Marlo Ray. Huh? Where did you say I said you were stupid? Bro, I love hot dogs, bro. <laughs> See, like I respect that because my dad was a taco taco salesman. He used to sell tacos on the corner. He had a truck and everything. So I, I know how hard it is to run your own business. Get up in the morning. Go grab your food. Go grab like uh, lettuce, onions, all that crap. Buy it in bulk and then bring it to the truck and put it up. Like it's a lot of hard labor. Oh, for real, I know that when I was working at Olive Garden, um, in the back, you know, you got your servers, and, the, and then in the back kitchen, you got your cooks, and you got. Uh, the ladies that work the salad. Well, the salad lady, she used to make her own tacos and she would just sell it to the kitchen staff. Oh, no kidding. She was running a side business. Hell yeah, that shit was delicious, bro. And she would have different fucking uh, types. Like, uh, What the fuck was she doing selling salad if the tacos are so good? Huh? I don't know. She, she, she just worked as a salad lady and she'd be selling tacos to everybody at the kitchen. I don't know. I, this I is what she does. Apparently, it works out for her. Yeah. Mm. Sounds like you're just getting some cash on the side. And yeah, a and you gotta understand, mother. Sometimes motherfuckers be showing up with no breakfast. Like, be like, oh, she, what's the taco lady? Like, oh, she'll be here in like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the salad lady? Oh yeah, the salad lady. Yeah, that's some crazy shit. How long did you work at Olive Garden? Like a year and a half. Did you like it? Loved it, man. Really? Yeah. First of all, you like when you're working as a waiter. Like you're, there's gonna be beautiful women working there. Uh huh. Yeah. So that's just, just you know sometimes sometimes a pretty face is all you need just to get through your day. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I agree with that. Yeah, and it, and then like and then okay, who's the pretty face that you were thinking about? I got like four. You wanna... <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Jennifer, Stephanie. Nah. Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> if there was a Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> Do we work at the same oligarchy? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but like, um, it was that, and the managers were cool as fuck. Like, like, <laughs> dude, it was one time I came to work high as shit, like the highest I've ever been in a while. Uh huh. And like, the, it was one of those moments. I think it was like a Saturday, like a Saturday morning. No, like a Friday morning. And then, yeah, that Friday morning, it just it just got packed. Like customers coming in and everything. And in Oligarchy, you'll take three tables, and like I already was fucking just flooded with three tables the second I started, the second I put on my apron, and I fucked up every single one of those tables' orders. Like they each got like each other's orders. Oh shit! <laughs> so what happened? Huh? Oh, the manager was like the manager. The manager helped me out. He, he was he, he was like legit babysitting me through the whole fucking thing, and like and like once everybody was settled and got their food properly, uh, he, he told me like like it wasn't it wasn't like if you come back here you get you get fired. He was like, bro, just don't get that high next time. <laughs> 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 Who else is gonna serve <laughs> food? <laughs> but I wasn't a terrible waiter though. Like, 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 like I was. 
I rarely had any problems. It was just that one I mean, moment I was like, look, working at works food and at work service, most of the people that work it get high on the job. Oh, so. fuck yeah. I had, I'm bro, pretty I, sure that manager knew like most oh, of the people that worked there were high. Bro, I had bro. Everybody had the assumption that the head manager, because it was four of them, but the head guy, we, we had the assumption that he did cocaine. Like, really? Okay, why? Because he brought he, all right. He, he was like this. He was like this cool ass white dude. Uh-huh. And he was and he was just so quick with everything, just just so quick. And then he, and then and then he also just rub his nose every little now and then. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> Every time he talked, bro, he was just quick. But he was like, uh, "Yes, yeah, so, uh, did you uh, finish those tables? All right, make sure you strip them up. Make sure you do that. And by the way, uh, you're gonna go leave in like five minutes. Like, <laughs> you just was, rub it every yeah, time. Yeah, it was just yeah, this nigga here. Oh, I thought it'd be like, hey, hey, Greg, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? Like immediately. <laughs> that's what, that's no, but he was chill though. It wasn't like a, he wasn't aggressive. Oh, he was really cool. God. Yeah, uh, dude, comedy. I know exactly how somebody on cocaine is, so yeah. That's crazy. I never knew cocaine was such an epidemic in Houston until I started doing comedy. <laughs> like, it's crazy. It's everywhere. I feel like it's more of the atmosphere you put yourself in. The group of people that you find yourself meeting. Like, you know, comics. Comics is a bunch of insecure people. Insecure people tend to fucking do more drugs than anybody else. Uh, insecure people do the most more drugs? I, I would, is, I, that what, is that what you're saying? I'm making this assumption. I feel like they have, they're more prone to falling into... Addiction. Yeah. I don't, I don't think insecurity does that. Mm-hmm. If you have heavily insecurity, you wouldn't just take the edge off. You just, you know... Uh, we're talking, if we're talking alcohol, that makes sense. Because uh, a lot of insecure people don't really want to talk to others in public and stuff like that. So you drink, you loosen up, and then you're able to talk to everybody. So I agree with that. Cocaine, though, that just gives you false confidence. False confidence? Yeah. As of... As you can... You think you can do whatever, like anything. Mm-hmm. You can jump off a building and just get up and be fine. No, it makes sense. You know... Oh, man. Why did you say that? I'm just... I'm just... Thinking about that ending scene in Scarface. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. Like, you gotta take these bullets all day. Yeah. Like, I eat your bullets. Like, nigga, you got shot in the chest five times. Look yeah, like, that cocaine confidence, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's extra armor. <laughs> Dude, yeah, bro. I was watching this. Uh, this was a while back, and I was watching this. Think like uh, I think it was like cops or something like that. But it was uh, like interviewing this guy who the cops arrested for um, selling cocaine, uh-huh. and this nigga legit like he was on a run and he had a whole bunch of cops chasing him and like he told himself at the time like bro I'm not going to jail nigga if I if I if they catch me now I'm going out shooting going out gunning and he had like a fucking like a small centimeter like sphere not sphere cube of coke and he said I'm just gonna just just eat it or snort something like that and he was gonna and like he was just gonna go berserk <laughs> seriously uh, yeah that's what he fucking yeah he's like yo I'm gonna eat this and I'm gonna go crazy yeah well apparently he didn't cause he he, he lived to tell the guy <laughs> he went to jail <laughs> <laughs> what a bitch <laughs> <laughs> what if he did though <laughs> No, no, it would be a movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, so what you say is very true, bro. That whole cocaine 
makes you gives you that false sense of courage. Oh yeah. fuck yeah, I can totally see that. Oh, I've, I've felt that many times. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Like I don't condone drug use. I don't condone a false sense of courage. Yeah, I don't condone that. But if you have done it, then you know the feeling sometimes. And if you you smoke weed, you feel fine. You like you you're a little chill depending on what you're smoking, but like you feel good. You can still function. Mm-hmm. Like getting so drunk to the point where you can't get up, I can't do that. Mm. Falling on stage, I can't do that. <laughs> Again. <laughs> <laughs> there have been a couple times. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like uh, I fell uh, like two Sundays ago. Was it two weeks ago? That was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I quit. I quit drinking for like uh, two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. And then the moment. There's a long time in drinking years. Yeah, oh, definitely. Definitely. So my body wasn't used to the way I was drinking before because, like, my tolerance uh, went down. Or am I not? Yeah, my, my tolerance went down. So I was drinking the same amount I did before, but because my tolerance wasn't as high as it was before, I got really messed up after, like, four drinks. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it scared the crap out of me. And you know what messed me up even more? I was drinking tequila and White Claws. That's what messed me up. Mm. Yeah. I am never drinking White Claws again. Like that. Man, I, I don't even know alcohol that well. Like, like, I legit, if I get a drink, it's, it's more of a whiskey coat. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't drink like that. So I don't even know varieties of alcohol. See, I used to be a whiskey and coke guy, which is fine. But then the whiskey kept fucking me up. And the coke. Just drinking so much coke kind of messes up your liver a little bit. Because, like, I... You know, you can clean a car battery with Coke, right? Coca-Cola? I think I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah like, what do you think it'll do to your liver? Yeah, it's going to... It's going to do something, it's yeah. Good. So I started feeling bad after a while. Like, I'm not going to lie, I, I couldn't pee right for a minute. And I was thinking about it. I was like, damn, it is, is it all these whiskey and Cokes? Yes, but also, I hadn't drank water in a month during that time. I was just thinking about it. I was just like, I have not had a drink of water for like four weeks now. <laughs> it scared the crap out of me. Then I started drinking water again and I, everything went better. So yeah, if you're drinking alcohol, please hydrate. Or not, just keep drinking your coke and just, you know, fuck yourself up. All right, listen to the guy who hates hot dog vendors. I don't hate <laughs> hot dogs. I was just joking. I like, I like, <laughs> I like my wieners, bro. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that clip and I'm gonna post it online. I'm not afraid to do that. Shit. Go ahead, go ahead. You wanna ruin it, nigga? Not me. The other people who make the memes. You set it up. You're the you're the culprit. Hey, those are your words out of your mouth, buddy. Huh? I didn't. Well, who? I like hot dogs. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna edit that shit. This is hilarious. Yeah, I know. That's funny, man. I don't know. I said it on purpose, just just because I know how fucking gay that shit was gonna. Cover <laughs> <laughs> it up. Okay, very smart. <laughs> yeah, damn, man. I don't know. So I gotta ask this because it's, it's kind of like a comedy podcast or whatever. How did you get started in stand up? Because uh, you've been doing what stand up for two years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how'd you get started? 
Well, there was this, um, was this horse. She was my girl. We were fucking. And I busted that nut. And after I busted, I was like, you know what? I should do comedy. Because you call my sex game a joke. What? So there's a horse, you nutted in the horse, and after that, you're just like, I'm going to do comedy. No, this, that was just a stupid fucking joke set up and everything. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take that clip too, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is they talking about? <laughs> Bro, you shut up. You shut I want up. somebody to animate that now. <laughs> <laughs> like, real talk, man. I could have kept going, but I was like, this is getting stupid. No, you should have kept going. <laughs> I would have made the clip better. Oh, man. Okay, for real, how'd you start? No, I always wanted to do something that involved entertainment. Like I didn't, comedy wasn't even my first like approach. I wanted to do like like uh, blog videos. Blog videos, not blogs, but more of like just subject talking. Like I make, I edit videos by me talking about certain subjects. Like what subjects did you want to talk about? Actually, made I had actually had two on my Instagram channel. I fucking made. Uh, one was the N word. <laughs> Obviously, great choice. Hey it? man. What's the other one? Uh, Christianity. Okay, what did you want to talk on Christianity about? Huh? Um, I can't remember. It was just, it was just more. I was just pretty much mocking it. Just more of just the stuff I thought was hypocritical. Like I, what? Like um, like the whole prayer thing. Like like when I was a kid, like there was always I was always told, oh, if you pray, if you believe in God, He'll give you what you ask for. So I was a kid. I was like, all right, uh, I want some superpowers. This shit never happened. You know why? Because if you want that shit to work, you got to pray to the devil. All right, this podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, have a good, y'all have a good night, everybody. No. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by the Church of Satan. Hell, Satan. Dun, 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 <laughs> dun. Nah, but like, I'm not going to lie. When I was a kid, uh, I was like maybe 10, maybe 11 years old. I was sitting outside one day and I was just like, let me just pray to the devil right now. And so I prayed to the devil and I asked for a race car. Haven't got it since. Have yeah. not got it since. See, I did pray that. doesn't work. It's just, uh, prayer is just a, well, fancy, I asked, a fancy word for wish. Yeah, I wished for a race car yeah, from the devil. Car, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, we'll see. Maybe when I'm older, I'll get that race car and be like, "Oh shit, he's real. The devil's alive." Yeah. Well, when when that happens, I'll I'll go to church right away. I'll start. I'll become a born again Christian. Ah, oh, can't wait. Like, shit, what made you want to get back into Christ? Well, my homie got a fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> no, the devil. Dude. Oh, the devil. Yeah. 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 What made you want to hell Satan? Yeah. Well, he got a car. <laughs> I want to know what I get. <laughs> Devil can't be all that bad. See, see, that's some uh, crazy shit because I grew up Catholic, right? Mm-hmm. And ever since I was a kid, I knew, well, I had an idea that it was bullshit. Because I, I see them asking for money, see them praying, kneeling, getting up, praying, getting up, kneeling again. And I was just like, what the hell is this bullshit? I read, listened to the hymns and the songs and stuff like that. I was just like, this is something. Man, no, it's funny you say that, man. Like, I remember going to church. 
because I would go to church uh, frequently, like with my grandma and my grandfather. Like there were there were times they would force me to go. There were times like it was a choice, but it's more of like it, it, you know. I, At I, what age did you stop going? Man, I was like 14, 15. Okay, I stopped like around ten. Which is at the same time I asked for the race car for the devil, so I guess that makes sense. <laughs> Dude, check this out, man. Like, like the moment that like I was like, I'm not coming back here no more. I was going to church, and I was just looking at everybody. And like everybody was doing the Our Father prayer. Mm-hmm. And I was looking, everybody I was looking, like people with kids, you know what I'm saying? They were just so young. They don't even know, they, they don't even know what the heck is going on, but they're over here chanting something. They don't even have a clue what's going on. They just told, this is that. They're just repeating what yeah. their parents are doing. Yeah, and then, and, then, and then I just look at everybody praying, and I see like the pastor, and he's just like, has his arms open open wide, like, like, like he's like some messiah or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, this is a fucking cult. <laughs> like no, I like it could be. Uh, it just made me feel very just 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 odd. Like nah, man, this is not cool. This is, well, this like there's different types of chapters and stuff like that. Like other branches of Christianity, like Baptists and stuff like that. Like it makes sense. Yeah, I'm saying it, what's, it's what's a the whole point. You're branching off this section because you're like, oh, they're not teaching the things I want to be taught. So I'm gonna go and make my own shit. This is basically what they're doing. I'm gonna teach what I want. I don't want to. I don't want to do what you're doing. Yeah, man, and it, and like I'm still Christian, but I'm my own type of Christian. This is whatever. Yeah, man, I and like I just know when I talk to certain, when I talk to Christians like that, like I like to talk about like just just what if you know what I'm saying? I don't know what the fuck. Maybe there is a God, maybe there isn't. But what if there isn't? But you can't you can't talk to Christians about that. They don't want to put no doubt in their mind. That's a good point. Like I had a friend uh, when I used to work at HEB. He's very Christian. He was trying to. Changed. He was trying to turn me into a Christian. I went to... I hate like, those people. Well, he was a cool dude. I, I liked him a lot. I was listening to him. I, he you get some Jesus in your soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut yeah. Up. Like, about, weed. Okay? That's so, what I need in my soul right now. He kept saying, like, you hear about the Word of God, this, this, and that. And I went to this Sunday school thing, or like, oh, uh, no, like, uh, like a class or whatever. Like, uh, And I, we talked about it. And I, at the end, I was just like, look, I get it. I understand why God is so important in your life and it has good teachings to people and it can teach you a lot of good morals but it's just not for me this is I just I, I knew that I knew it was just like this isn't the thing that I want <clears throat> nah and I, I legit the way you broke it down was pretty much similar to the way I broke it down with my folks and their whole rebuttal was like there's no such thing like everybody needs God <laughs> nah I mean, there's a certain thing that people say, like, uh, when you're missing something. Like, it's not something, for me. Oh, that's wrong. It, it is for you. It's for well, He's for everybody. When you're missing something in your life, like, there's a hole in you, they call that the God hole. Like, you put, you're putting other things in there instead of God. But I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't believe that. It sounds, it sounds yeah. ridiculous. It, it, it's stupid. Yeah. I was like, oh, there's a hole in me just for God? That sounds kind of gay, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. It's just a weird thing. But, so... When did you know you wanted to do comedy? I like how we just branched off to Christianity immediately because like, that's some shit I want to talk about. I like, <laughs> I like to get into deep shit. No, I, I do too. I can't do it with everybody though. I don't know. Some people just don't like to. I, I understand. Like I'm not hating them for it. I understand. Like there's some people that's just not mentally comfortable with just stepping over that boundary. But to each their own, right? Yeah, but here's the thing. I'm an idiot and I say stupid shit sometimes, but I don't have any embarrassment for it. So I'll just say some shit and just keep going like I said something smart. But in actuality, it's probably one of the dumbest things I've ever said. 
That's just the type of dude I am. Like what? <laughs> oh. Uh, I've heard you say some dumb shit. Oh, I said, no, I Man, this is the best night of my day. <laughs> I, said, I got my words completely twisted. But that happens to me too. But that's because like Spanish was my first language, so sometimes I mix up the words and stuff like that. But that was really funny. <laughs> that was hilarious. Man, this is the best night of my I day. I said something else after that too. I oh, can't shit, remember. I wrote it down. <laughs> oh my god. I put it on my notes as stupid shit Marlo says. He only has two, so it's not that much, okay? Let's see. Stupid shit Marlo says. Okay. Man, that's the best night of your day. And uh, this this other one when you were like really high. Man, there's stories of pregnant people getting pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) Oh, I remember that one. Bro, I remember that. Bro, nah. I caught myself. I caught myself. No, I caught you. Huh? And I was like, what did you just say? And you repeated that shit, too. And you were yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I the second time, I was like, oh, shit. I fucked up. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, because you, yeah, you're like, what'd you say? I was like, bro, what you mean when I said? Yeah. I, I, I was like, bro, you know what the fuck I'm talking about, bro? And then you like, bro, repeat what you said. Yeah. I was like, is pregnant women get... Oh! <laughs> We're, not, we're never going to speak of this. <laughs> and we didn't. Then they just wrote that shit down on paper. <laughs> oh, my God. But the the night best night of your day thing, that was the first one you said. Oh, yeah. That was just random. I was even high. Oh, that was funny. But, yeah, it's comedy. How'd you get into it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're getting trouble. Uh, yeah. So, like I said, I did the, I did the videos. Once I realized editing is just a pain in the ass, I was like, okay, I need to do something that's way more, you know, just I don't got to be so tedious. So you're lazy. Pretty much. (laughs) 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 Makes sense. Oh, man. So, you know, I I, I always was like considered a funny person in high school, yada, yada, and I didn't mind talking. So, you know, tried stand up. Went to the joke joint. I was like, all right, let me get this shit a try. Um, I, I wrote down some material. It wasn't even like material. It was just like a fucking, just a long ass, boring ass story of how my dad told me how to dance for my sixth grade dance. And it was just, it was just stupid. Well, how does it go? Huh? I want to hear it. Man, it was, it, was, it, was, it was long. It was like fucking like 10 minutes long. I legit wrote a whole page. But the gist of it, I can yeah. shorten it. Um... My dad had this weird ass dance where he was just like, no, like he like would wave go, his arms and go left yeah, and right. Yeah, yeah, okay. wave his arms and go left and right. Like he's like a dead bird trying to fly or some <laughs> shit like that. And um, um, and he told me he was like, bro, if you want to pull the ladies, bro, do that dance, you know, for your uh, yeah, the, sixth grade, the yeah. dead pigeon dance, bro. And it, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, bro. It just did it. And like, yeah. So I went to my high school. School dance. This was sixth grade. I said high school. This wasn't high school. I'm tripping. I'm high. Yeah, middle school. Middle school. Yeah. yeah. Um, sixth grade dance, and I did it, and legit, like everybody was looking at me fucking weird. Like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, waving your arms, going yeah, yeah, right, like, right. Oh, here we go. And, and yeah. like, and like everybody was like, "Go, Marlon, go, Marlon." But for, but like, but it wasn't a good kind. It wasn't a good. It was like, oh, go, Marlon. Oh, yeah. You know you're not getting no pussy yeah. after this. Like, you just ruined you just ruined your whole middle school year. Everybody's making fun of you. 
Will people do that? Too? Yes. And like I would walk people down the hallway. Like, oh. I would walk down the hallway and mother be like, "Oh, wow!" Hey. And do the fucking dance and everything. Oh my <laughs> the god, dead it was terrible. <laughs> but the way I set it up, I just I wrote like every detail in there. Oh, you okay? Because you didn't know you just get to the most important exactly. point. Yeah, now. exactly. I mean, the, that story right now is really funny. Oh man, it's just, that's hilarious. <laughs> You think so? I don't, yeah, I, I think, think it's, it's funny because it comes from you. It's real, and it like made you feel a certain way. Mm, that's good, yeah. Yeah, I feel like if you told that on stage now, like that part, just cut cut to the main parts. I think it would get a laugh for sure. I'm gonna try it out. I'm gonna write yeah. it down on paper first. Yeah. Have you been having trouble writing? Uh, no, actually, is is well, yes and no, because I can't just sit down and write. I have to know exactly what I want to write about it what I want to write about and kind of formulate it in my head before I actually put it down on paper. Ah, okay. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm kind of like that, but then most of the time I just have ideas and I write it down immediately. I don't write the whole thing down, but just the whole gist of it. And then I go back and I rework it. Oh, I write like, just to, just so I don't forget <laughs> about it, I write like the actual premise. Yeah. Just, you know, okay, That's I know this is what I was talking about, yeah. Yeah, just certain points. Okay, so... You said you were the joke joint. You told that. Did you did you do good your first time or did you bomb? See, I was. I didn't go in front of an audience. This was a workshop. Ah, uh, okay. And and like, I was critiqued so harshly by the comics. Like they were telling me, like, dude, just because you're funny with your friends doesn't mean you're gonna be funny on the mic. And they were like, and they were, the bro, they were, they were like, bro, like, 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 you need you need to cut it. There was too. It's too long, man. It's too long. I'm like, dude, I just it's my first time here. Like, what the fuck's going on? But like. I understand now they were just giving me... This is how they gave me critiques. And, this is harsh, though. Huh? The first time ever? Yeah, that, yeah. That's messed up. And, and, like, it just shook me so badly. I didn't do comedy until a year later. Oh, shit. <laughs> Dog. Uh, I've told this story many times, but I'll tell you. The first time I did comedy uh, was in 20, either 2016 or 2017, right? I bombed so hard. At the end of my last joke in my set... This lady, I tell this joke, and this lady's like, that's so funny. After that, I go to the bar and order a Jaeger shots because I only drink Jaeger when I'm sad, mm-hmm. right? So I got really obliterated, and after that, I didn't do comedy for a whole year. <laughs> a whole year. Like, on the day, I went back to Rudd's, right? Because I was the first place, and mm-hmm. I did my set, and I, when I got on stage, I was just, well, before I got on stage, I was just like, if I get one laugh, if I just get one laugh, I'm going to do this thing for real. Go on stage. Tell a hacky story about being at the airport and looking like a Muslim. No laughs, right? Then I tell this story about me working at Home Depot. And uh, this dude comes up to the counter because I'm a cashier. And he brings, like, uh, gloves, uh, trash bags, a shovel. And I was a naive kid, so I was just like, oh, he's got a big project ahead of him, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he puts bleach on there. And I, immediately I was like, oh, okay, so he's going to clean his plants. Cool. Good for him. So... I start ringing them out, and then there's this police car that's outside of the front of Home Depot, right? The dude just starts asking me questions. Like, what are they doing over here? Who told them? Like, what, what's going on? And I was just like, dude, calm down. Relax, man. Somebody was shoplifting earlier. They arrested them. They're about to leave. But even then, at that point, I didn't think. I was just like, why is he asking me these questions? I was just like, just doing my job. So I ring them out. I tell him the total. Then he goes in his pocket, and he reaches for a cloth, right? He puts it over his finger, and he starts touching the pin pad. And he's, he puts in his uh, pin. He grabs the pen with the cloth. Writes it down. And I was like, okay, what the fuck is going on now? Grabs the stuff, starts leaving. So I'm watching him after that. And I just wanted to see if he got inside of a white Ford Bronco. But he got inside of a Honda Civic. So I was like, oh, he's cool. 
And I got one laugh at that part. <laughs> and I know it was a comic or an open micer. So whoever that is, that's who's to blame for me doing comedy, okay? <laughs> you got to blame that person. Man. That's crazy, though, man. It's, it's, yeah. I got, it's, just cra- it's just crazy when you first start just how just shallow you are. You know what, what I mean? Like... I'm talking about both of us, just in general. Like you, you, your your shell isn't isn't thick at all. Oh yeah, I was very sensitive. yeah. I same was here. Way more sensitive then, bro. Than same here. Now. Same here. But the problem was like I knew the jokes. It was weird. I actually did jokes the first time, and then the second time I did stories. I don't know. I just had it in my head. I was like, okay, the jokes didn't work. Let me try the stories now. Like for some reason, I knew I had to change it up somehow. But it was wild. Dude, and I went and like when I and when I legit made a commitment to do comedy again, I went back to joke joints just to fucking redeem yourself. Exactly, yeah. and like I had a, my set wasn't the greatest, but it was I got I got very good laughs just from my when I came back and did my set. And you felt good about it, right? Yeah, I felt good about it, yeah. and like at that point, I was just determined. I was like, I don't give a fuck about buying. Dog, I got one laugh, and I felt great. <laughs> <laughs> I got one laugh, and that's it. that's all I said. If I get one laugh, that guy gave it to me. I was just like, all right, cool. Even if it was a pity laugh, it doesn't matter. It's still a laugh. <laughs> that's what I'm telling myself now. Like, <laughs> it's crazy, man. It is, man. It's weird how we live like parallel lives. I, I, I like it. I feel like it's a nice little come up story. If I, if, if something ever does happen. I mean, yeah, yeah. technically, you didn't bomb your first time because it wasn't an actual open mic. It was a workshop. It was a workshop, yeah. But you treated it as an open mic. You know? I didn't know that. I didn't know the difference. That's, that's a good point. That's a good point. I just, I'm just like, I'm on stage. I'm talking in front of people. I didn't know like all the room comics or anything. And they were, but they were all old. Did you old think that, white people? But did you think that's what an open mic I, was at that point? Huh? <laughs> just like white people talking shit. Yeah, that's what, yeah. I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, I was like, damn, bro. I'm trying to do some comedy. That's kind <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck to like expect, bro. Like this is this is Houston comedy. I thought like this was legit, like the foundation of Houston comedy right here. The joke, joke. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know any other comedy places yeah. besides the joke joint. It is closed down now. All right. Oh baby. yeah, that shit is gone. <laughs> the foundation of Houston comedy is gone now. Over. <laughs> But it's crazy how, just, how fucking just just thin and ignorant my my fucking or just naive. I mean, just naive. You didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, naive. I was naive too when I was a kid, like a couple years ago. <laughs> I'm still, I, I still feel like I'm a kid for some reason. So. I do too. I do too. I mean, I know I'm 28, but like sometimes I feel like I haven't grown up in some certain aspects of my life. I, I still feel like that when it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. On a Tuesday, and I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, like yeah, I'm like I'm playing a fucking game. Twenty five years old. Yeah, but then the thing about it, I feel like society places, you know, society places that on you. Like, oh, you need, you need to be this and that. And that. But I'm like, bro, as long as you're getting your shit together, and you're you're trying to work, you know, you, it's okay. Yeah, as long as you have your own place, your own car. All right, let's turn this mic off before you finish, <laughs> <laughs> before you finish that <laughs> sentence. We're turning this pause. Pause. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm a savage. I love it. 
How do I know he was gonna say some shit like that? Yeah, because like, I always I can't, I can't, I can't. I was like, no, I'm gonna, cut, I'm, I'm gonna cut you off before you turn <laughs> on my own This is uh, this interview's done. Uh, it's over. He's in the back. You think you're like I'm turned off? Is it still on? Joe, what the fuck did you? He's in the background. Joe, what the fuck? You gotta embarrass me like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault, okay? You're living in my... <laughs> oh, they should have hilarious. Oh, my God. That would be awesome. Oh, okay, so, like, when you're, whenever you first started doing comedy, how, how were the first couple mics that you did? Were you, were you comfortable on stage? Or were you scared? First couple like, mics were dope. And then I went to Leroy's. Oh, Carrington's? Huh? I think right. so. It was. It was. It was a no. It was a Thursday. It was a Thursday. Mike that Leroy was hosting. Uh, what was it? Which one was it? I don't remember the name because I was, I was. I was like, I'm blocking this whole set from uh, my memory. It never happened. And that was it. But dude, I bombed so bad, dude. Was it a hookah spot? Yes, it was. Okay, I think I yeah, back in the day. I think I know what, what that was. Yeah, because I remember that uh, hookah spot. Yeah, and I bombed so I bombed so bad, dude. And then my white friend, who I started comedy with, he's not doing comedy no more. But like, I we started together, and he fucking had a way greater, way better set than me. And it's a room full of black people. And then like, and like, even Leroy was talking to me like, dude, how you gonna let your, how you gonna bring your white friend over here and have him do better than you? Damn. <laughs> and he just kept doing that shit in my face. It made me feel so. It made me just feel like dude. Sometimes it be your own people, you know. Mm. <laughs> Word though, but nah, but like, like it's it's it's. When I look back at it, when I look back at it now, it it, it was you need you need, I mean, you need so, stuff like why, that. Why why do you think you did bad though? Was it the material? Was it the way you were saying it? Like I no. When I look back at it now, I, it was just my air. Like my I wasn't confident. Like I I, I I didn't mean what I said. What I said. That's a very good point. Uh, when you're doing urban rooms, that's what they call them. I call them black rooms because I'm black. Yeah. <laughs> I like I, I've done black rooms many times and like you if you come correct, come with the confidence and you act like you know what you're doing, they'll give you some leeway. The audience will give you some leeway. But like if you just come going like unconfident and just talking, there's like, Hey, so how you guys they're gonna eat you up. No, yeah. And I've had that happen. They've eaten me up many times. Oh yeah, bro, I went I went to Ray Etc. place like a few months ago and oh man, the crickets. <laughs> The crickets, it's a, that's a hard recovery, bro, because you can't, like, you can't get crickets and then go back to your set. Yeah. You got to, like, address the crickets and work that shit into your bit now, because yeah. there's just, it's so, the crickets are just so powerful. Like, it's, it's a different, uh, it's a different beast, because sometimes you have to crowd work. Mm-hmm. Because, like, those, the crowd sometimes, they're not there for jokes, they're just there to listen to somebody talk shit. Like, either you're roasting or you're ranting about something, but you're, you're confident and you're yelling about it, like. There was this one time I went to Bodega a couple months ago during the quarantine, right? And it was an outside mic. It was a patio. And there was this dude that was talking shit the whole time. He was a drunk dude. And he kept interrupting people's sets, right? And he, I saw him, like, before I went up. He got in his car and he drove off. And I was like, oh, thank God. He's not going to be talking to me. Cool. <laughs> so I'm on stage. I'm telling some jokes. And I think I mentioned him. I was like, man, at least that guy isn't here. And he yells out, he's like, I'm right behind you. And I was like, ah, shit. So I start roasting him. We start talking shit. He starts speaking Spanish. I tell everybody, yeah, I taught him that. I taught him how to speak Spanish. Because I'm Joe motherfucking Esquivel. Whole room was dying laughing after that. 
Because I, I just got angry because I, I kind of felt like I had to do I it. I feel like you need, you need to you need to be very in touch with your emotions. Oh, doing yeah. the black room, like they want to, they want to feel like you angry. Yeah, I want to yeah. be angry Yo, with I'm you. Gonna do this shit. Yeah, nigga. Yeah. yeah, you like that shit. I want, I want you to tell me how much you like. How much yeah. you like that? You know what I'm saying? Uh, that sounds like you're having sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I be. Um, you like that? You like that? Yeah, I'll tell you how much I like that shit, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, you know, think of comedy like when I'm with the girl. I'm like, you know, when you when you when you put your dick in, you're just like, oh, it feels good. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, when you put the tip in, you just like, uh, 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 oh. oh. You know, you try to put it in at first, but you can't. But then you slide it in. Oh. What? <laughs> Wait, am I in the right hole? <laughs> um, I never, never experienced what you experienced, yeah. Joe. You know, I got a huge die. <laughs> That's what they're you. <laughs> what is that? It's like, boom. <laughs> <laughs> like, Joe, put that away. Yeah, uh, so, Joe's penis is on the table. <laughs> Uh, or maybe whip my shit out. Oh, yeah, yeah. You go, we gotta have a pissing contest. How does that even work? Who who, who pissed the longest, the shortest? Who can make? Uh, who can do decorations on the? That's a good that, question. How does, a pissing, how does a pissing contest work? I think there's layers to it. So layers. Yeah, yeah. It's like a triathlon. So first, the first section is who's the farthest, who can pee the farthest. Second section is who can pee the longest. And then the third one is splatter right, zone. But to make it to make a scenario like that even, you have to measure out people's dick sizes. Because if your dick is longer, then you'll give you that gives you a longer reach. You're gonna have to. There's a whole lot. So of then what? So you set up like if your dick is shorter, you get in front of the person by like a, a foot or it, something. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> is that, yeah. There's a whole lot of math with, with, with this. You can't We're going to give you some extra inches. Uh, come on, don't worry, we got you. Like if I was going to get some Asian person, probably need a whole yard before. Mm. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, That's go. another clip. Get a mile. Hey, stop Asian hate. I'm gonna send that to the Asian society. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just joking. We got many clips. <laughs> what a post. <laughs> How Marlon Ray gets canceled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Marlon Ray hates hot dog vendors. Who are Asian? <laughs> <laughs> you added that. Not me. <laughs> oh my god! I'm so done. Oh man, I don't know. So, as of now, you've been doing it for two years. Like, how do you feel about Houston comedy as a whole? Man, I, I love it. For the most part, everybody here is treating me just. It's been very nice. I've never haven't had any beef, like certain um, comics. I'm not saying any names. <coughs> <laughs> nah, but for real though, for real. Like I, I love Houston comedy, and just and just from what I hear of other places, <coughs> Austin. Um, oh shit! <laughs> no, it was, it's just I've heard a whole lot of comics. They say when Austin comedians. Come to Houston, they tend to fail. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that a couple of times. Yeah, and they, uh, well, it depends. Like uh, LA, unless they're like 
Unless they're from L.A. or from, like, New York or something. Nah, not even that. I've seen, like, some L.A. comics bomb here, too. Oh, for real? The, the people or the comics that do the best are the ones from, like, the Northwest. Northeast. The Northeast. Like, Philly, Chicago, uh, New York. Because they, they do the joke. They work on their jokes. It's not all, like, stage presence and act-outs and all that shit. Like, they have actual jokes. Mm. I think that's what works best in a city like this. Like, Houston. Because there have been many times, like, tell me if this is true. Like, sometimes when you go to an open mic and the audience is there, they're like, they're sitting like, oh, you're funny? Tell me a joke. And then they laugh. It's like, oh, that was good. Like, tell me another one now. Like, you got to force yeah, it out yeah, of them yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it And I hear that it's not like that in Austin. People are just, you know, it's a, it's, a, yeah, it's, a good, yeah. it's a good thing. You know what I'm saying? If, if you're starting out. Yeah. yeah. But, like, if you, if you really want to just tackle, like, like just... Just tackle a harsh room and just you know be a better be a better comedian. Yeah. Because you're gonna deal with people like that all over. If you're trying to travel the country, you you need to put yourself in, in those situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the thing. Like uh, I've heard from a lot of comics. Like if you want to get good, go to Houston. And then once you get good, then you go to New York or L.A. I've I've seen a lot of comics from other places move here <coughs> just because our crowds are way harder. Yeah, and it like and the only famous comic I know from Houston is Ali. Sh- Sadiq, Sadiq, yeah. Well, I, he Bill was at, Hicks, huh? Bill Hicks is another one. Jimmy Pineapple. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm talking about the ones that I know. I just know because, bro, before I even did comedy, Ali Sadiq was the first comic I ever seen, like here do stand up in Houston. I thought he was fucking hilarious. Oh no, kidding. Mm-hmm. He that was, was the first ever comic. Yeah, because bro, he I, he was opening up for the Range Brothers. Well, you saw him live, or yeah, I saw him live. Damn. Okay. And Marlon and Marlon and Sean Wayne came over. It was at the Improv, and I saw both of them. Both both of the issues. I was you would assume that Marlon's comedy would be a little bit better than Sean, but no, they were both equally funny, man. It was it was a d- fucking hilarious show. I think the first comic I ever saw live was Chappelle. Oh, for real? Yeah, my friend bought me tickets. Well, he bought tickets and he took me with him, and we saw him at the Revention Center, mm. which I I hate that place so much. The it's not. A, it, it's a good room if you want to do music and stuff, but for comedy, the way it was set up, I did not like it. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I, I saw uh, Charlie Murphy before he passed at the Improv. Oh, no kidding. Hell yeah, How's that, that? That shit was hilarious. And then, uh, like, it, 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 it kind of saddened me because when, when, when I saw him, it was like a year before he fucking passed. So, like, he had, like, a fucking beer belly, and I just thought... And I just thought, like, oh, you know, he's just getting older, yada, yada, yada. But, like, then, I was, you know, he passed away later. Like, oh, shit, it must have been, the, you know... Cancer and everything, so I just kind of shook me. And then, oh my god, I legit had money. I was gonna get tickets to John Witherspoon, like because remember he came to Houston like uh, a few months ago, and I was like, nah, I'll just get him next time. And then next, (laughs) (laughs) bro, bro, it was that shit shook me, bro. And I was like, bro, I'm not any comment that comes to Houston, I'm getting their shit. And I saw Joe Rogan came to Houston. I saw him at the Toyota Center, Uh and then I liked that shit at all. No. No, man. No kidding. Okay, I have a, my best friend. Uh, he's really funny. We crack jokes. We used to do a podcast. His name is Brian, right? And he doesn't like Joe Rogan's comedy at all, whatsoever. He thinks Joe Rogan sucks. Think about it. I don't even think it was Joe Rogan's comedy. I just think it was the Toyota Center. Because it's a big-ass square. It's like it's like speakeasy times 200. Bro. I hate that setup. I hate that setup so much. The circle where you gotta yeah. circle around, mm-hmm. like nah, I, I hate it. It's a, it's weird, bro. And then like you're you're like the Toyota Center. That's for like sports and everything. Like yeah. the thing is so big. It, like there's no there's no intimacy. Well, somebody like Dame Cook could do that spot. 
Dane Cook. Dane Cook. Could and also, it. Kevin Hart did his. Did his. Kevin. Yeah. Kevin's another guy. Yeah. yeah. Kevin did that shit too. But I, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't. If like if I had like legway and I can just do any stage I want, I would never do. Yeah, but your style isn't like. I think Enrique could do that. You know what? Yeah, I can see Enrique doing that. Enrique could do that. Yeah. Because of the way he is and the charisma and the energy that he has. Like, guys like us, we're joke guys, and it's better for us to stay in one spot and tell our jokes. Mm. Like, it's a, it's a weird, weird concept. I've done it a couple of times because I did Speakeasy. I did a weekend there. Bro, Speakeasy is legit. I'm like, okay, where is majority of the audience? Okay, Anybody who's behind me, it's yeah. fucked. Uh, <laughs> I'm not turning around for nobody. I'm talking to these fucking in my peripheral. See, I wasn't like that. I had to. <laughs> so the way I did it was I did it by section. So once I got one section laughing, then I moved to the next one, then the next one, and then that worked. That worked. But it just it took me a minute. Yeah, Speaky's a weird room. But I love it. I love I just love the challenge, man. Any room is good. <clears throat> man. And you just cut off right there. <laughs> just, huh? Any room, they're just like... Oh, did I? No, I had a fucking... Oh, okay. I'm like, any room is, is you know, it's always good just to try something out. Because you want to... You wanna, I feel like you just want to know how to uh, adapt to anything. You don't know what the fuck is going to come your way. So, so yeah. being able to adapt... Oh, I've, I've seen this before. I've seen this before. I've seen this before. It's just, yeah. Yeah, this has been many times where I'm just like, you, you have to read the room. You have to know what kind of audience you're dealing with. <clears throat> Sometimes you're going to have to do crowd work. And if you're not good at it, then it's going to be a bad time. Yeah. Because, like, for most of the comics starting out in Houston, they told they told some of us to not do any crowd work and just work on our jokes. But I got kind of mad. And there was this one, like, two, three weeks or whatever where I just couldn't write anything. So I just went on stage and I just crowd work. I started talking shit. And I got better at that. Like, now... When I'm on stage and I'm hosting, sometimes I just talk to people and bullshit and then get into the jokes too, like in between. And I like that style. It's like conversational. I like that better than just going like da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da, because it feels like robotic. It doesn't feel natural. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd rather just talk to somebody, have a good time, and then work the jokes in between. Same, same. It's just, yeah, like you said, it's way more... It's way more intimate. I feel like just for the comic, you just feel more alive. You don't feel like this is rehearsed. You don't feel like this is another set you've done before. It's yeah, like you're another. making it fun for you as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the most important part. Because there have been many sets where I've just been like bored as shit. And because of that, the audience is just like, oh, screw this guy. He, he's not into it, so I'm not going to Bro, there's been it. certain sets that I've killed. But I've done, it was, everything was just rehearsed shit that I've done before. And like, the audience is enjoying it. I'm just like, man, fuck this set, like, entirely. Like, I just don't, I don't care for it. You know what I mean? And I, I don't want to feel like that. I want to, I, I want every time I go on stage to be fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or at the, at the very least, you know what I mean? I know some days are going to vary, but at the very least, let me enjoy it. So, at what point did you start thinking, oh, I'm figuring this out? Oh, day one. Day one. Day one. Like, I made an effort. Like, I want to know everything about comedy. And... I, like, and like material wasn't really my go, like my go-to process when when I first started out. I was more focused on uh, stage presence. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I want to make sure. Yeah, because yeah, I always said to myself, I think another comment told me this: like, dude, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, if your jokes are like good, good, good. If you can't deliver them, then you might as well just, just shut the fuck up. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, yeah, I was just like, okay, like, you know, I want to make sure. I'm, I, I legit wrote jokes that I knew were, like, hacky and silly. 
just, 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 just weren't really clever. But I was like, I'm not gonna really focus on that. I'm gonna focus on delivering them, which is smart. Yeah. When you're first starting out, nobody gives a shit about your material. Like, I that that is very understood. Like you knew it was hacky though, right? Yeah, yeah, I knew yeah. exactly it was hacky. I never I don't even do those jokes no more. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, for me, like I would always like try to focus on like being original. Like, jokes that I wrote, like, I kept working on jokes and jokes and jokes and jokes. And that was the whole thing that I I just kept thinking about. Then afterwards, I started doing, like, storytelling. And that's a whole different beast because you have to know where the beats are. And then in the story, you can add jokes in between to make it better. And then I started working on bits after that. And the way I write bits is I do short one-liner jokes. And I just make it all about one topic and then intertwine that shit together to make it a longer bit. So it just it just depends like on the way you write and what you do. There's there's many different ways you can do it. Yeah, and like what I know notice for me is like the jokes I write are like I'll think of a joke and I would I would like okay this is funny and I'll put it down and I won't and I won't think of any more about it. I won't I won't go deep into it anything like that. So what I'm starting to do is if I think of a joke okay. Why 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 do I think of it like this? And I get another idea, and I'm like, okay, okay, I can kind of connect this, and I just try to go as deep as possible with the joke. You hit every angle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what I do too. So I, I write down the premise, and then I, I write down why, and I put points as to like the reasons why I think this premise is true or false. Mm. Like that that's fun for me. Mm. Like trying to figure that shit out. Uh, well, it's been almost damn almost an hour and a half. No, for real? Yeah. Uh, this has been fun. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's always fun when I do it. Like, every time I do a podcast, I have fun. And everybody's always like, oh, man, it was an hour? Didn't even feel like that. But I think if you're having a good time with the person that you're talking to and you have a good rapport and a good relationship, it's going to go fine. Yeah, both of you live together. This is, this is easy. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we don't get along, get the hell out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> No, but yeah, that was fun. Uh, got any anything you want to shout out? Any credits or anything? Or any shows that you got? Uh, uh, Social media where they, where they can oh, yeah, find you? Yeah, uh, Follow me on the Marlo Ray. That is the underscore, underscore, Marlo underscore, and Ray. Yeah. So there's two underscores after the? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's another one of those stupid shit Marlo said. I stuttered. That wasn't even nothing stupid. I stuttered. All right. You know what? Word. Okay. The underscore Marlo. Oh. Marlo. All right. That is not the second. There's no two Marlos. I'm restarting. I'm not going to, because Joe's going to catch me on this. The underscore Marlo underscore Ray. Follow me on Instagram. Yeah. You got any shows? Uh, uh, no shows you're hosting. coming out. Oh, yeah. I am hosting The Secret Group, The Back of the Bus, Three Black People and a Mexican. That's, back of the Bus. That sounds like a fucking... <laughs> like an old-ass joke. Like a street joke from back in the day. Three black guys and a Mexican hosting open mic. I'm know? just stating this is what it's called. And this oh, well, is and the a irony Salvadorian, of it. Salvadorian, you racist bastard. Huh? Three black guys in a Salvadorian. Nigga sounds like Chong. Yeah, because I am an idiot. <laughs> you hear that? We got it on recording on microphone. Nigga, <laughs> got it on audio. Like Eleven Rike. Rike cracks me up. I, know, I, I love that.
dude. Oh, man. All right, so, yeah, uh, Instagram, Hustin' Back in the Bus. Anything else? Um, oh, sometimes you Also, Joe is a bitch. All right, I'm just playing. Oh, shit. <laughs> get the fuck out I'm now. not trying to. <laughs> that's it for me. I got to get my shit out, and I'll catch up. All right, well, that's... It's been a minute. I appreciate y'all. Y'all know where to find me. Instagram, the Joe Cosity, T H E J O E C O S I T Y. Uh, I am hosting a comedy show every Sunday now at Liberty Station. It's called uh, Chill, bro. And uh, what else? There's gonna be an open mic afterwards. I'm also I have Quick Fix every fourth Thursday of the month at Rudyard's, 10 p.m. and that's it. I can't think of anything else. But I appreciate y'all for listening. I'll catch y'all next time. Peace.